0: It's Monday and we all know what it means, don't we? Yes, we do. Don't we? Oh, sounded Cockney then, didn't I? We all know what it means, Gavna. Sell your mother for a brash. Don't think that's a Cockney saying. Who wants to sell their mama for a brash? Anyway, I've got new headphones on today. Um, so nothing should sound different your end, but it does to me. It's like I'm in some sort of dark cave where there is no noise but my voice insanity um how are you all doing i hope you're all doing brilliantly as is the podcaster's mantra i've just got back with becca from a weekend camping in north wales yes it's what we do every year we go away with our friends and we get drunk and we light a fire and we normally go on the lake oh my god considering that we had a heat wave of biblical proportions last weekend this weekend was something of the polar opposite. So I'm talking like, I made a joke whilst we were there, right? That genuinely, I could have been convinced or made to believe that there was a series of Greek gods up in the sky going, right, gentlemen, how are we going to ruin this camping trip? And the first person stood up, let's say it was Hermes, and said, I suggest a plague of midges that shall bite them upon the face. Excellent, says Zeus. Next thing you know. We're all like, oh my God, how'd you get rid of... it? I was bit everywhere. Becca's face, genuinely. It, oh, I don't know, I feel for it. So you got like a ring of bites around each eye. I got a couple on my arm and my leg and then kind of wussed out and went over to the lake and was like, I just can't take it anymore. And then, um, yeah. And then um, when we managed to get through that night, the gods clearly had another meeting and then another Greek god, let's say Sisyphus. He's not a Greek god, but you know what I mean. Someone of Greek descent said... I have an excellent idea. Shall we send a storm of torrential proportions? Yes, we shall. have it rain? Rain first, then wind in the night. So they'll think they'll deal with the rain, and then we'll send the wind. It was absolutely horrific. Or what was the word I once invented on this show? Herocious. Yes, it was herocious. Horrific and ferocious. It was herocious. It was absolutely shocking. The one plus point, and if you follow the show on Instagram, you'll see this, is that we do have this thing, a communal tent that we call the buffet tent, where we put all the food we're going to eat, all the ale we're going to drink, and we just sit in there if it's bad weather. That held up throughout the storm, just about. Um, and when we, we've never, ever done this before, but somebody said, because we were in there so long, should we open, like, the move the vinyl so that we can see the windows? And we never do that, because the doors are always open, it's always glorious. And someone moved the vinyl. And it's like the front of the Amatival house, you know, like the two angular eyes on the front of the other side in real life of the Amatival house. It was like that. And I, I was outside having a fag and I was like, oh, my God, we're all sat inside a demon tent. But um, yeah, we did have a good weekend. I hope you had a just as good a weekend. In fact, I hope your weekend was much better because right now I'm recording it to the, with the smell and deep breaths of deep heat. You know that spray that smells like I don't know the devil's fart, and you've got to put it on. Well, I've basically done my toe in. I don't know how I've done me toe in, but all the ligaments and stuff around my big toe seem to be knackered, and I can't put any pressure on it. And if at night it's worse, it like you know when they say raise it up to give it some rest, that's worse. So we went to the shop before and I got some deep heat, a uh, tubular bandage. I've took some ibuprofen, but the recording studio, <laughs> the recording studio. The back bedroom um, now smells like aniseed and horror. Uh, it's miserable. It's miserable here. But today won't be miserable because we're going to talk about ghosts with you, you lovely people. Yes, we are. And Becca's going to return later in the show. She definitely is. She definitely is to do a Becca's Reddit corner. So we're going to have we're going to put all our woes to one side collectively, and we're going to get together to talk about the paranormal spooks. And everything that goes bump in the night, with the exception of Greek curses on campsites. That's what we're going to do. But before we do any of that, of course, we need to say a wonderful thank you. A wonderful, a wonderful thank you. Today is going to be the day, anyway. We're going to do a wonderful thank you to all of our new Patreons. Because we love all our Patreons, you keep the show afloat. And when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get two extra episodes each and every week. Yes, you do. You get one where I ramble, kind of like this and you get another one which is all about ghosts kind of like everything past this point point. and um, yeah and I also sing your name out as a bit of a thank you at the start so all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts and when you do I sing your name just like I am for these wonderful people <laughs> The guitar is well and truly out. And we want to say a big thank you to five wonderful new Patreons this week. Alice Edwards and Alice had a nightmare and now she's finally on board. Well done, Alice, for persevering. Alice Edwards, Kenzie Lee, Jill Taylor, Joe Williams and Ann Durant. And this is for you. Alice Edwards, Kenzie Lee, Jill Taylor... Joe Williams and your rent as well. You've signed up to the Patreon, and I want to say thank you. So here I go, thank you. End it on a seventh if you know the score, you know what to do. And that's end it on a seventh. Anyway, thank you so much guys for signing up to Patreon. If you'd like to join them, head over to patreon.com my guitars me anyway. go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? <laughs> yes, it's paranormal review time, or I review something paranormal so you don't have to. Anyway, this week's one is a little bit different than usual because we're not gonna Like, it's not about anything paranormal per se, okay? And you may listen to the first thing I say and go, nah, that's not for me. But it's TikTok. It's an app, right? You know what TikTok is. And you may think, no, skip, but bear with me, okay? Because TikTok itself can be a veritable mine of paranormal information, videos, and things like that. It really can be, if you know how to use it right. And that's not being patronizing. What I mean is... I mentioned this to a friend of mine who's also into the paranormal. And their response was, yeah, but I'm never going to do a TikTok video. I am I feel like a fool doing like any sort of... I said, you don't have to do a dance. You don't have to put anything onto TikTok. And I'm not being paid by TikTok to say this. Like every review that I do, I don't get any sort of pay or thought or anything like that. It's something where I think... The point of these reviews is where I think other people who are into the paranormal, I'm going to tell them what I do when I'm looking for paranormal stuff. And one of them good things that I'm just sat there eating me dinner and I'll be like, I'll go on TikTok and look for some ghost videos because that's what's on there. Loads of them. And they're updated every day by people around the globe who encounter the paranormal or allegedly do. You'll find a lot of fraud on there too. But my point is you can just get the app, create an account. You don't even need to upload a picture or anything like that or, or any videos. You can call yourself, I don't know, Mad Jeff 241 Is there a Mad Jeff 241? I should probably search that, shouldn't I? Before he gets harangued with emails. No, my point is, you can call yourself anything. You don't need to give any information over. And if you do, like a date of birth, make it up. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to get a birthday card off them. But my point of it is, once you've got the app, then you can go to the search function and put in like anything that's to do with the paranormal. If you want to put in haunted house, put that in. It will then show a load of videos where they've put the tag on haunted house and uploaded by people, as I say, everyday people like you and I, there's like, I can spend up to like an hour, maybe, then I get a bit bored, where I'll put into it like um, Poltergeist, or I'll put in Shadow Figure, or something like this, and you will find a video that someone allegedly in the world has encountered this and filmed it with a phone, and then uploaded it. And that's why it's dead good. You may say, well, isn't that what YouTube is? No, not really. Because if you put in Poltergeist to YouTube, Or you'd have to be very specific with your terms. You'd have to put in like mobile phone footage of Poltergeist. And even then, the first thing that comes up would be some sponsored like, do you mean documentary of a Poltergeist made by this fella called Mad Jeff 241? like, well, no, not really. So anyway, it's dead good, is my point. So it's a tool for you paranormal fans out there. If you want fresh... Daily updated videos to do with the paranormal, UFOs, monsters, cryptids, whatever you want. You don't have to, like, engage with the nonsense of TikTok. You don't have to be like, it's the TikTok challenge. Let's see who can eat the nan in the fastest time. You don't have to do any of that bollocks. What you can do is just put in ghosts and it'll show you ghosts. And arguably, if you're like me and you watch all these ghost compilation clips on YouTube and the likes, like nukes and stuff like that. There's a lot of the times he takes the videos from TikTok. So you're probably going to see a lot that he just doesn't feature because he's got too many or whatever. So you'll probably be the person that ends up sending other people these links because you'll be one of the first people to see brand new paranormal footage. I mean, I'm receiving a lot of links off people now through messages or whatever else saying, have you seen this on TikTok? And they're all that good, you know, whether they're fake or not. It's hard to judge, really. Sometimes it's not so hard. Sometimes it's blatantly obvious. And it's normally when it's like an American teenager who goes, it comes up with spooky music and then it, little subtitles come up that says, my mom and dad have just gone to the summer house somewhere and I'm just looking after the property. Thought I'd film the laminar floor for a bit. Next thing. And you're like, of course you did, child. Of course you did. But as a general, it's a good browse. So today's review is TikTok. Two thumbs, not necessarily right up to the sky, but if you just like me, you want to find fresh paranormal content. Two thumbs pretty, pretty up. You know what I mean? Pretty up. That's it. Two thumbs pretty up. That's the best I can say. Okay, it's time for my favourite part of the week, of course, where we listen to your true paranormal experiences that you've sent in to me by emailing the email address contact at talkaboutghost.com. So if you've got one, send it on in. And our first one today is from Chloe, and she writes, This story is short, but scary. What more do you need? Here's a true story that happened last year. Okay, let's go right in with Chloe's tale. August 2021 Mum and Dad were going to a friend's house for some drinks down the road. My sister's at her friend's place, so that meant I was home alone for a few hours. So when Mum and Dad leave, I feel okay. And about 30 minutes later, I hear a strange creaking noise in the hallway... I thought it was one of the dogs but no Both the dogs were in their bed in the kitchen A few hours go by and I'm still hearing that creaky noise But I feel like if I move just the slightest bit That something is going to jump out and stab me See my bed is behind the door So I can't see that side of the room I lay there for a couple of minutes Scared out of my wits wondering what to do I'm getting extremely restless at this point, so I text my mum asking when they're coming home. My mum texts back saying soon, so I'm thinking that means about five to ten minutes. But that five to ten minutes turns to three hours. I'm starting to get really scared, so I grab the dogs and put them in my bed. A few minutes go by and the dogs stay to growl at my wall. At this point, I'm almost hiding under my blankets I call my mum and I tell her I'm scared She doesn't believe me and hands the phone to dad I ask when they're coming home Once again they say soon So I ask if they can come home now At this point I'm crying in terror Dad believes me and says they're coming home now Once they get home, my mum is angry and says that i'm being silly do you really think i'd be being silly if i'm bawling my eyes out and scared half to death no i don't think so it was one of the scariest nights of my life and i've learned to work with the paranormal because i now live with it every day it is scary don't get me wrong but when you live with it you kind of get used to it Wow, Chloe. Undoubtedly, that is one scary experience. I mean, if we wanted to be hyper-rational with it and try and not necessarily poo-poo the story, but you could say you're left alone in the house, maybe the idea of that has freaked you out somewhat and you've let your brain run away with you and then some normal noise has freaked you out. But then there's the dogs. And I am an avid believer that dogs, cats, animals of all sorts can not see things that we don't. And I know that that's an old, known thing. It's a, not even a trope. It's like a commonly known thing. Animals can see the other side, allegedly. But from your description of how your dogs were reacting there, that seems to be what's taken place. So, I don't know. I mean, you do say there that you continue to live with the paranormal. So, if you've got anything else there, Chloe, please do send it in. Give us an update. But it's interesting, this whole animals reacting to the paranormal... Because interestingly enough, coincidentally enough, if you will, it's not that coincidental. In fact, it's probably why I chose TikTok to review. But I was looking at TikTok the other day. And have you seen those sort of intelligence mats you can get for a dog where they've got buttons on and you program the buttons to say like food, play, run or something. Uh, It doesn't say run. And the dog will come over and it'll use its paw and it'll be like food. And this woman's got one anyway. That's got like 64 buttons on it. And it's like the dog, who's a genius, will come in. And normally, by the way, she just puts on like videos of the dog saying things like, dog happy, dog love mom, three different buttons. And it's like that cute. But she put a video on the other day. The dog comes in and says, concerned. And she's like, what are you concerned about? And it goes, stranger upstairs. And the mum's like, do you want to go upstairs and check? Yes. So they go upstairs and check, and the dog's looking all weird. And then it comes down, and she goes, there was nothing upstairs. Still dead freaky, though. I mean, to be fair to the dog, when she goes, there was nothing upstairs, it then presses the one that goes, oops. But no, the dog's seen something and was trying to communicate using effing human English insane that it's seen something weird upstairs. So yes, Chloe, I do believe that you experienced what you experienced And please do send in any other details or experiences that you have. Now, our next email that we've received is going to get dark, people. Yes, it is. And we all love a good, dark, horrible, paranormal story, don't we? Yes, we do. Well, listen to this for a title. Basement Demon. Yes. And this is from Catherine. And she writes, hello, Kevin and Becca. Hello. Hello. You have full permission to use my name. Thank you. Thank you very much Catherine, 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 Catherine I started listening to the Dark Paranormal podcast earlier this year when I started maternity leave But I enjoyed it so much that I binged it within a couple of days and was super sad to be caught up So I was super excited when I remembered you had this one as well I did send this story into the Dark Paranormal but it didn't make it onto the show So I thought maybe it would be better suited for this podcast instead Thank you, Catherine. You understand. This is how it works. Thank you very much. This is actually a story about my second dark encounter. The first one happened when I was a teenager. In brackets, most likely summoning some poltergeist activity that came along with teenage depression. But I will save that story for another time if you're interested in hearing it. I think we can all agree the bright... No, I think we can all agree. Yes, we would love to hear that. Please, Catherine. Anyway, without further ado, here it goes. So, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, this is Catherine's story, The Basement Demon. I grew up on a family farm out by a small town in Saskatchewan, where my great-great Guido built our homestead after arriving in Canada from Ukraine back in 1902. My Guido had died in that house years before I was born. So, my three siblings and I were no strangers to the paranormal, we'd all experienced our own things from seeing someone in the mirror which was not our own reflection to seeing someone standing by the closet then disappearing into thin air safe to say we were never skeptics but rather were able to pass off those weird little happenings as a friendly ghost or just someone trying to get our attention my mother is also a medium So we may have all gotten her hypersensitivity genes as well Like I said before I've had many encounters with the paranormal But none quite like the one in the basement suite I rented in North Battleford For those unfamiliar with Canadian statistics North Battleford, Saskatchewan Is ranked the second most dangerous city in Canada Based on the CSI The Crime Severity Index It's not exactly the kind of place young people dream of moving to to start families or begin their lives by any means. However, I'd just completed my Bachelor's of Education degree from the University of Saskatchewan. And I was fortunate enough to get a job offer before my convocation. And I just felt too honoured and lucky to pass it up. The job was teaching grades 1 to 6, music and Grade 5 ELA in a small town about 45 minutes outside of North Battleford. But it was so last minute that I really struggled to find an already furnished place to live. The first part of the contract was from February the 22nd to June the 30th. I figured four months of commuting isn't a very intense commitment, so I started looking for reasonably priced places to live in North Battleford. I eventually came across this one place. It was a small basement suite about a block and a half down from the hospital. It was a very small, basic basement suite. There was a small port that led directly to the bathroom. Then the door to the living room kitchen area, which was directly to the left, which meant I always had to have the bathroom door closed in order to walk freely into the left half of the house. And that door needed some serious WD-40 as it creaked loud enough to wake the dead. The moment we walked through the door, my first vibe was that it felt a little off, a little spooky, like something just wasn't quite right. But I chalked it up to the fact that it was my first time living by myself without siblings or roommates. It was the first time I was truly alone. It was the cheapest place, and after looking at it, I figured again, Well, it's only four months, I can handle this. I had no idea just how long the next four months were going to actually feel like. I sat down at the table in the basement with the landlord of the house, and my mum, who was there to help me move my things in. As we went through the contract together, she motioned to a part of a page where I had to submit two emergency phone numbers, in case of dire emergency. I said... Wow that's actually kind of smart I mean you just never know To which the landlord subtly replied Yeah well we had to find out the hard way Neither my mum or I pushed the subject Yes we found it a little odd But we didn't feel the need to snoop into the past history of tenants And frankly I didn't have time to worry about strange contract pieces I was just happy to have a furnished place to stay whilst I started my first full-time elementary school teacher job we signed the contract, collected the keys and started to unload my things nothing seemed out of the ordinary the entire time my mum was there with me but shortly after she left and I was alone in the basement something felt off, like the first time we walked through the door now as someone who does believe in the paranormal I also tend to rationalise things first Again, I put it off as being the biggest change in my life this far And it was just weird that I was living in my own place by myself for the first time That night, I couldn't sleep I thought it was a mixture of feelings of excitement, worry and nerves about my new job Meeting the kids, being the best teacher I could possibly be But, there was something else Something I couldn't quite put my finger on Just then, my phone went off scaring the living hell out of me. The guy I was somewhat seeing had texted me at 2am. He worked in construction and was excited to tell me he would be staying in North Battleford for the next three weeks whilst working on a project. I was excited to have someone I knew in the city, so he agreed to come over the next day to see my place. When I told him my address, he was sceptical. He told me, you do realise you're living in literally the worst area of North Battleford, right? I told him I had that hunch, since the landlord had installed a second door for extra protection. But I explained to him that I didn't exactly have a lot of time to find somewhere extravagant. He stayed for supper, then before he left, he told me the place felt creepy. He told me to make sure I stayed safe, and that if I ever felt I was in danger i was to give him a call he left and i never heard from him again it wasn't serious so i wasn't overly hurt by it but i just thought it was strange and even a bit rude but i had plenty of other things to focus on i was excited about this new chapter in my life after the first three nights of staying in their house i was exhausted Every single night I lay in bed staring at the weird giant stain on the ceiling. Wide awake for no apparent reason. By this point I started to notice little things around the place. Such as lights turning on and shutting themselves off. Doors creaking when I was in the other room. The TV turning on and off. And even changing channels when I was trying to watch it. At first I thought it was maybe an electrical issue. But I quickly realised it was maybe some friendly spirit trying to get my attention I was right about someone or something wanting my attention But I wasn't right about it being friendly My energy was completely drained I started staying at the school until 9pm working Just so I would have to be in the house alone for a shorter amount of time I still couldn't sleep in the bedroom And the energy around the house had started to feel dark and uncomfortable I thought maybe this was because I still just couldn't seem to get a full night's rest Regardless of how exhausted I was It wasn't until my dad came to visit me when I offered him my room And said I would sleep on the couch That I finally got a full night's rest I asked him in the morning how he slept and he said fine But that was it i moved my bedding out to the couch and i started sleeping there at night i was finally sleeping through the night and i would even shut the door to the room just to be sure whatever negative energy was coming from there would stay in there and that worked for a while until it didn't i'd gotten home late from work as usual and crashed on the couch without supper Also a very common kind of night for me. I was fast asleep on the couch when something woke me up. I opened my eyes and immediately had that feeling of not being alone. I could feel the presence of someone in the house. Then the toilet flushed and the bathroom door started to creak open. It was 3am and I was exhausted still trying to catch up on all my lost sleep. I thought someone had finally broken into the house, and I was about to be murdered. But for some reason, I didn't care. I was too tired to care. All I knew was I wasn't going to open my eyes. Though I didn't care if I died, I was terrified. I heard footsteps coming from the now-open bathroom door. But it wasn't like regular footsteps. It sounded like claws clacking on the floor with each step as it inched towards me slowly but surely with each tap of a footstep I heard a claw on the hardwood floor crystal clear that's when I realised nobody had broken into my home it was whatever was in there with me all along as it drew nearer I started to recite the Lord's Prayer in my head first in English then in Ukrainian in brackets I'm not overly religious but I was baptized Ukrainian Catholic and felt this is what I had to do to save myself as I was praying I felt wherever that thing was kneel down so that its face was right at my face on the other side of the covers which I'd pulled over my head like a scared child I could feel its breath breathing onto my face my neck my chest, then, as weird as this sounds, I saw it, my eyes were closed, but I saw it, it's like it planted itself as an image in my head, it wasn't human, it had horns and a kind of long face, and it was telling me to open my eyes, I refused, I started reciting the Lord's Prayer out loud at this point, shaking in fear under the covers first in English then Ukrainian then English and so on this went on for about half an hour but it felt like an eternity I finally felt the presence leave and after a long while I looked up over my covers complete darkness though the bathroom door was still open I turned on all the lights in the house crying at this point and I called my mum I could hardly spit out the words and I felt terrible since it was now 3.30am But she picked up and talked me into calming down and telling her what had happened I knew she would understand and she did She was able to confirm that what had been in there with me was a demon She did a cleanse from right where she was at her place even though I was four hours away Through this cleanse she was able to see the same thing I saw in my mind when it was in front of my face. She said it looked somewhat like a cat, which would explain the claws. She reminded me that I was surrounded by the positivity of a bright white light and that it was enough to keep evil away. And she was right. That was the last of it. The most terrifying night of my life was over and so was the haunting of that place. I felt safe enough to move back into the bedroom where I was actually able to sleep from then on. After I'd moved out, my mum discovered that the girl who lived there before me had committed suicide in the house. We'd just assumed that whatever was in there had tormented her also. But with no prior experience to the paranormal, perhaps she couldn't handle it and had been pushed over the edge like it was trying to do to me. The landlord didn't find her until a few days later. She couldn't get a hold of her, which is why now she makes all tenants put two emergency numbers down on the contract. Though I continued to experience trivial things in my life, I've never experienced anything quite like that since. I've always wondered if it came about from being so close to the hospital, where death and sadness consume the entire block like a dark menacing cloud. Regardless of how it got there... ...it seems to be gone now... ...and maybe the landlord will be able to keep her tenants for longer now... ...and alive. To everyone listening... ...a few prayers in two different languages... ...and the help of a psychic medium... ...are what saved me from that haunted place. There are people who will believe you all around you... ...you just need to seek them out and they will help. I will never forget that night... And I hope whatever had tormented me was gone for good and won't torment anyone else. Wow, Catherine, that is amazing. There are several stories that we've had on this show in the past that as I'm reading them, I forget almost that I'm doing the show and I'm just reading them out loud for my benefit. Not that I read out loud, I'm not six, but you know what I mean. I read when I'm reading them out loud. Like there's a lot of edit points when you read a story that long. Where like I'll fumble over a word or whatever and I'll stop and I'll go back. And normally it's a pain in the arse because I'm like, ah, oh, Kevin, you fool. But on something like that, I'm like, I'm more eager to carry on with the story to find out what happens next. So it's a real joyous experience for me to read something like that out. Thank you so much. Um, but in terms of your experience, oh my effing God, that's horrific. I mean, there's certain words I don't find scary until They're put in the context of a ghost story. Here's one. Clacking. Clacking, I just think of chickens. But when you say the clacking of claws on a hardwood floor at 3am, then I'm like, clacking's an effing horrible word. I never want to associate that with chickens again. Only with the dead and demons. But no, seriously though, Catherine. um, Wow. Just wow. I mean, is it the sort of, some sort of seepage from the hospital? I mean, I agree. I think hospitals, spiritually anyway... Uh, in terms of the afterlife. They they must be like absolute portals to the other side because it's a congregation of death. You know, I know a lot of people come out of hospitals too, but a hell of a lot of people die in them too as well, you know. So it must almost give some sort of energy off. Can it seep into the residential area? I don't know. I hope not because as we pointed out on, it might have been on a Patreon show that me and Becca done. I'll talk about it with her in a minute. Our Patreons have already heard this. But Becker's had yet another scary encounter in the house. Our house is off a street called Orphan Street. Orphan Street got its name because it was once the site of a hospital. My um, dad even said, oh, where you live, there was a hospital there. He didn't say it in a spooky paranormal way, but it used to be Liverpool's women's hospital. And a lot of the mothers who would give birth would just walk out and leave the kids. And there was an orphanage next door to the, to the hospital, apparently. So we live off a street called Orphan Street, named so because of the orphanage that was there, which was attached to the hospital. So let's hope seepage from hospital ghouls doesn't exist and they can't, for example, go in the ground and come back up through the roots of a house built in the 70s. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Otherwise, that could be what's going on right here where I'm sat. Anyway, thank you so much, Catherine. Don't forget, if you've got a story, send it in to... Contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will read it out. That's the contract. Anyway, shall we actually, for the first time in two weeks, go and see what she's up to in that dark and dingy corner? I think we shall. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, we're finally back with the wonderful Becca. Hello, Becca. Hello. Um, I was telling people at the start, you've been bitten around the face, haven't you?
1: I've been bitten... All over. It's like ridiculous. I've got some on my face, I've got it on my legs, my arms, my chest, my fingers as well, which is nice. Yeah.
0: You're bitten on your fingers. Yeah. Are you yes. bitten on your toes?
1: I don't think on my toes, actually. I think my feet are
0: it because I was wearing shoes. Were midges all around you?
1: They were all around me. It was ridiculous. You and did, even did,
0: breathe. did that feeling grow? It was awful. Ba, 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 ba. Anyway, um, how are you doing, apart from being bitten to death? Yeah, all right. Okay. You? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, no, I'm just saying um chin
1: pa- as well, under my chin
0: Well you've got By a lovely little chin, chin. Mm. Pop, 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 pop a neck horrendous. Anyway, because you're so tasty mm. So, our patrons already know this but uh, our regular listeners won't but you've had another encounter haven't you? Have I? Yeah Oh right yeah so, go on. And this, again, like we've already established with this, um, I might have covered this on the standard show. I don't think I have, though. Um, but, so we know what's happened thus far. You, you, And these are all things, like I've said, you've told me, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. Um, first one was a knocking on the bathroom door whilst tapping. you were in it. A tapping on the bathroom door whilst you were in there. Yep. Second one was... Uh, sorry, at the same time as that, the kitten's toy flew down the stairs and she chased after it, but she could have done that.
1: Yes, it was most likely her, yeah.
0: Okay, um... Second one was you brought to my attention. You asked me if I'd been in the in the bedroom with you just then because a T-shirt flew out of the cupboard.
1: Yeah, I think you just overstuffed it was the thing. You'd stuffed it right in and then it fell out.
0: Okay, but you brought it to my attention, didn't you? Yeah. If it was a normal fold, you wouldn't have. You would have just went, oh, that fell out.
1: Yeah, no, it like popped out.
0: Popped out, mm-hmm. okay. Um, third thing was you came into the back room when I was playing PlayStation about half one in the morning and said there was someone tapping at the back bedroom window.
1: Yeah, not like a tap. It, it sounded like someone was trying to get in. Now that I that I didn't like that. I thought someone was trying to get into the house. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't see anything. But then you can't see straight down either because the windows are quite.
0: But you quite said high. the tap that the noise was coming from the bedroom window, didn't you?
1: No, it's definitely coming from the bedroom window. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about that because um, also the neighbour's cat heard it.
0: And the bedroom window was about what eighteen feet in the air. It's the second floor, in
1: it. So yeah.
0: Um, or first floor, depending on if you're US and UK. Well, there you go. And then um and then I come home from g- picking some bits up around town the other day. Mm-hmm. And
1: Oh yeah, so I've been it was the middle of the day. Was it the middle of the day? Yeah, of the day. yeah, middle of the day. And I've been doing the dishes. So our sink if you stood at the sink doing the dishes, you've got your back to the living room door. Um and it's only a small house and the front like the the front window mm. is kinda of, you can see that if you turn around. Um yeah, and I heard. Like, I thought you'd come back in, but because there's two doors to get through, like the front door and then the living room door, I would I would have heard you come. But I, I thought it was you at first, because um, there was like a a whistle, like a like if the word "few" was in whistle form. Few, is like few. It was like, what a relief! Yeah, like like that.
0: And that came from where the living room.
1: It came from behind me, yeah, from the living room. So I jumped round. Um, and turned the tap off so I could hear like clearer because I realised it mm. wasn't you. I was like, "What the hell?" Um, so I don't know what it was. It might have been my phone though because I've got a work phone which is an iPhone, and I'm not super familiar with the iPhones, and I don't yet know all the noises it does about it for like years. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know all about it, so it could have been anything.
0: Well, interestingly, we just um, I've just read out a really terrifying and amazing story from someone who thinks uh, well, not thinks, or someone who experienced. Uh, at sort of demonic entity in their basement right? right now this basement is on the same street as a hospital and they posit at the end of their story do you think it's possible that um due to all the death and the misery that can go on in hospitals mm. that that energy can sort of seep out into the surrounding residential areas
1: right
0: now we live off a street called orphan street don't we yeah and there was a hospital that was here was there? Yeah, I told you the night when we moved in, my yeah, dad was said, it? This was the old, the site of the old women's hospital was here.
1: Why would they move it like 20 feet that way?
0: Well, why, they do understood, they're doing the same thing with the royal now.
1: Hmm. I'm not convinced.
0: Well, when I said to my dad where he was, he went, Oh, that's where the old women's hospital was. Okay. Um, and it's an orphanage it was on the side.
1: Why was there an orphanage on the side?
0: Have you made that bit up? No. Do you do you know that as fact? I know that as people have told me that. Mm, No, me. No, my dad said yes. No, no, my dad said said Orton Street. street. He said that's that. You know that should give you an indication. I was like, yeah, okay.
1: Right. So we don't know this.
0: I'm going to look it up right now. So maybe not as fact, but we definitely know there was a women's hospital here. Okay. Um, So do you think it's possible that some of that portal of misery has seeped into the ground?
1: No. Obviously, right one come I don't, back up
0: in a nineteen seventies built house.
1: So I don't because I don't believe that anyway, mm. <laughs> obviously. But also I the to get kind of on your level about what I know. Um it's because none of these have been like sad or like very negative or down things. Like the whistle wasn't like a a sad or aggressive whistle or anything. It was just like a noise, like it could have been anything. Okay, but well, well no, the person trying to get like, into
0: the bedroom window then.
1: There's been no like Yeah, well that could have been a person. <laughs>
0: Which is arguably worse. That is arguably worse. Anyway, keep us updated. You need yeah. to keep us updated. I just, I just find it fascinating that like none of these have come from me. I've not experienced anything. Which you'd say to
1: what if it is you? What if you just proper gaslighting me? I
0: know. Yeah. No. I'm trying to say I've experienced a lot, that's weird. Like I said on the Patreon episode, um, the the room and our the, the boiler cupboard in our room that doors open a lot of the time, despite mm. me definitely shutting it, right. shutting it, shutting it even. Anyway, this is the story from Reddit I'd like you to deliver for your corner today.
1: Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Very nice. This story is titled, Something Opened the Door to My Room Just Now.
0: How how prevalent. Let's
1: begin. Hey all, so I'm kind of freaking out at the minute about what happened half an hour ago. So I'm staying at my parents' house, my dad is here with me, and I went to bed at 2am. I usually have a lot of trouble falling asleep because I get woken up by the smallest noise, but today I fell asleep pretty rapidly. I eventually got up because I had to pee. So I went to the bathroom, everything seemed normal. Then I closed the door to my room and hopped back into bed. For some reason I was having trouble falling asleep this time around. I was lying in bed staring at the reflection on my dresser mirror, which is almost parallel to my door, and I saw some movement, almost like a shadow, and simultaneously heard my door open very slowly. Whatever it was seemed to come in, look around, question mark in brackets, for a good minute and then I heard my door close very slowly again. My door closes tightly and creaks a lot when it's opened and there were no wind or open windows or anything to justify the fact that it seemed to open and then close on its own. Granted, this whole time I was paralysed in fear and didn't want to move, so I was just staring at the reflection on my dresser and not directly at the door. I said my prayers in my mind over and over and eventually went to see my dad, whose room is one floor below mine. I woke my dad up to ask if he'd heard anything, and he hadn't. This happened at around four AM. I don't know a lot about the paranormal, but the entity seemed pretty neutral, or at least disinterested in me. What could it be? I it for clarity. The door was a hundred percent well shut before I heard the noise. I also heard the handle turn slowly as it opened and again as it closed. It's the kind of door where you have to twist the handle and push it to open it. It was also well shut when I left the room to tell my dad. Another update. I heard the sound of something falling slash moving upstairs for a split second. And more recently, seven thumps coming either from outside or upstairs. They sounded like someone hitting a table or door.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that person's experience?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a freaky hour, isn't it? If a door just opened and closed. Yeah, it would. I mean, a door, when you've just closed it, or not unclosed it, a door can kind of pop back open again. Um, but yeah, well, I don't know. I think, I've got to,
0: you know, I'm going to make a prediction now, and this does now sound like I'm gaslighting you, because you'd be like, well, why would you even, ah, me toe, oh, I've just stubbed it on the table. Oh, no. <sighs> and anyway, you'd be like, why would you even predict that, right? Mm. And then if it happens, that this will undoubtedly be you thinking that I'm sorting this out somehow. Okay. But given that... Right, then, then why bother? Then I'm just just out of interest what your reaction would be. So right now... So like when I said about the tap on the door, you were like, well, doors can creak. Mm-hmm. But all the things you've told me that have happened in this house to me. Yeah. When the, the T-shirt popped out of the wardrobe, you said, well, you shoved it all too tightly. Yeah, which is true. You, you can't explain and don't like the person trying to mess with the window.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, And the whistle, you have said, well, that might be my iPhone. So three of the four, you've got a bit of a... A rough estimation. Yeah, also,
1: I mean, the bedroom window might have been the tree if it was windy, because there's the tree out the front.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't reach the, the window. It
1: could have been birds or anything. Does it not reach the window?
0: No, it doesn't reach the window.
1: Okay.
0: Anyway, Um now my question to you is, right now as we're sat in this kitchen, right, yeah. no windows are open, are they?
1: No. Are okay. they, are, hang on, is one on the latch, maybe? No,
0: no, it's just closed. Okay, so, there's, and there's no breeze, is there? No. So what if you're sat there, mm-hmm. and this door opens of its own accord? Opens wide?
1: Well, that could be anything. It couldn't. It could because houses move. They're not like completely stationary. They're not Just fucking to...
0: alive, back.
1: No, they're not alive, but they do like move. They shift and things, and like it's not it's not windy inside, obviously, but there is wind outside, and that could be getting through, like the front door, or coming from the living room or anything. Also, if you were upstairs and you walked across, that could prompt the door to move.
0: Houses don't move of their own accord. They do shift. Well, you know if I ever go to the shop and come back and this house isn't here, I'll just <laughs> calmly ring you and go, house has gone for a little walk back just so you know.
1: Yeah, they don't get up and walk away, but they do shift in the foundations. That's the okay. thing. It's well, like why right. you hear creaks and stuff and it's not...
0: Okay, no, and the thing is, I, it's really interesting for me because I'm, I've got no sort of... Every one of these new things hasn't been me prompting you. Anything else mm. happened? I'll say anything else happened a day after you've told me something new's happened because mm. I'm intrigued. I'm just intrigued what the next ones are going to be. That's all. Hmm... I promise on my on my mother's grave I will never ever do anything to like preempt anything or, or to I mean I don't mean I won't do tarot or the Ouija board or anything. But I mean I mean I won't <laughs> I won't fake any activity. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah. You won't do anything
0: to scare Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, well mm-hmm. th- thank you, Becca. If you'd like You're to welcome. give us a, a, a sign off.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for joining Reddit Corner with Becca.
0: Thank you, Becca. Eloquently put. And I hope your bitten eyes get better. Thank you, so do I. Do you want to say the same thing about my toe? I Really? Have you told people about your toe? Do you think I haven't told people about my toe? (laughs) Have you told people
1: how it happens, this injury that's got you limping around the house?
0: No, I said I don't know how I've done it.
1: You don't know how? Why did you say you don't know how you've done it when you know exactly how you've done it? Well, it's theory. I'll tell everyone how you've done it. Go on then. If you like, are you alright with that, yeah?
0: Yeah, well, it's not like I was trying to sexually abuse a cow with me foot.
1: No, what happened was so it kept being proper like limping today, like, ah, like he's he, like really in a lot of pain. I am he was in complaining a lot of pain. that even when he was lying down in bed last night, it was really hurting. I got about thirty minutes sleep, like proper limping, like he's he's looking like a right loon. Um, he wore shoes that were a size too big. Well, over the weekend. it's like the most ridiculous injury, this like clown injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah walking boots when we went the same place i got bitten to death um yeah. you, you've got boots and they're good boots sketches boots yeah but they're a bit big so i said we'll get like an insole for you know you can get things that make it smaller you reckon no you just just not with them now you think you'll forever associate them with pain because I it's will. that bad <laughs> oh you also said because i was laughing that like you wore shoes that were too big and that's why and it's like a bit of a comical injury where <laughs> you were like, you don't understand, like, you don't understand. If you were in this much pain, honestly, you'd be on the edge of a cliff and you'd roll off and just think, like, no, <laughs> it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth you living would. in this kind of pain. Because you know what,
0: the thing is, I've, I've got a really high pain threshold. So
1: you always say, I don't know no, why I you do. think this, because you're then,
0: forever moaning about something. But then all you ever do is you go, are you being... If I, like, absolutely grit my teeth and get <laughs> on with it, like I did changing gear in the car before, having <laughs> to push down the clutch, every time I'd done it, I was wincing and you look at me and say you're being too brave
1: <laughs> that's because you always say nonsense like this like last time when your back went and I know your back is really painful but last time when it went you were like honestly Beck if anyone else in this room we were sat in A&E waiting to be seen if anyone else in this room had this pain honestly they'd be on the floor crying screaming you don't know how brave I'm being <laughs> I was being
0: and very brave and
1: that's where the too brave came from because I said well I hope you're not being too brave
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we
1: think you might be I think I
0: might be but well you know what well, I just wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, this.
1: Okay, good. What are you wearing now? you just got socks on now.
0: No, I've got a, ba- a tubular band. I've got deep heat spray, mm-hmm. a tubular bandage, a tuck to ibuprofen and a sock on.
1: Yeah, no, is that helping? It is
0: helping, actually. Thanks for your good. fucking concern. I am concerned. Anyway. Thanks, Beck. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.